Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Welcome to Photo Op. As promised last episode, we are going to talk about another category of software today, and that category is mobile apps. We have 25 plus mobile apps to uh, bring to your table today. Um, lots of different categories and uh, a little collection of things that'll make your life easier uh, near the end. So we've got a whole bunch of cool stuff for you today, and we're going to start off with camera apps and we are going to be clipping through these at a rapid pace yes, so don't yeah, worry this will one. not be as long as the last episode we <laughs> yeah. promise <laughs> yeah exactly so so uh you know photography mobile photography uh you need some place to actually you know take the photos in the first place or shoot the video in the first place and we've got a little collection of camera apps um of course, the first kind of de facto app is just the native camera app on your phone. Um, some of these are a lot more powerful than you might expect, um, like mine, for example, uh, and a lot of newer phones these days allow you to shoot raw in your native camera app, which can come in handy. Um, but in addition to that, I would actually recommend that you install the Google camera app, which unless you have a pixel camera is actually going to be a separate uh, process. And what I would really recommend for this is a little bit more techie, but you can get really good results because Google's um, photo processing algorithms are, you know, almost second to none is I would search your camera model, Google camera. And um, there's a big community around porting the Google camera app and adding its special features to particular phone models and um, even if you have like a less common phone model you don't have to have like a samsung or anything for this Um, you can have a less common phone and uh, you'll get really interesting results out of google camera so that's one of the longer ones on this list i know we just said it's gonna be rapid fire that's a longer explanation for video i really like filmic pro Um, there's not a whole lot to say about it other than it does a whole bunch of extra fancy video stuff on top of what a native camera app would do it also will do um like luts and all sorts give me an example of one fancy thing it can do um well like it'll do uh just like you would in a in a in a professional camera it'll do stuff like um focus peeking and zebra striping okay nice um it'll do luts like that you can preview if you're an iphone photographer or doing video like no that that would be super useful yeah exactly like it's been used for what was it Uh, i think it was called tangerine like there was a film that was shot on iphone a number of years ago it was shot with filmic pro i believe well i mean Um, i bought a monitor an external monitor specifically so i could have those features on my dslr because my canon didn't have it get on it canon yeah so they do a whole (laughs) lot uh they have a whole bunch of cool uh features um it is it does cost some money and they do have a uh, an app that you can install separately to make sure that your phone can actually use it because not all phones can um so definitely test it out before you buy but it is a really cool video app nice Moving on, um, rounding up the last of the true camera apps is Open Camera. This is basically like if you want a uh, slightly more fully featured, this kind of is like everything in the kitchen sink in a camera app. If you can't use Google Camera for some reason, or if you just don't like Google Camera, or you don't like your native uh, camera app, um, this is like the all-rounder that gives you um, a bunch of different stuff, and uh, it's free, and it pretty much works on everything no matter what. So Open Camera is one. 
rounding out this list is Adobe Capture. And I didn't know where else to put this in our group of apps uh, today. So I'm putting it here. Um, Adobe Capture is a really interesting thing that lets you uh, like point your phone at a scene and you see a live preview. And what is cool about this in particular for me is you can um, like tap on the screen and get a color, like an actual RGB color value for, um, for stuff in the scene. And also you can flip it into a mode where it'll actually generate a color palette from what you're looking at. So like a whole set of, of RGB color values. So Adobe capture, um, it's not a true camera app, but since it uses the actual live camera, I put it here. Um, pretty interesting. That is neat. I'll have to give that a try. Check that out. All right, so our next category is uh, filters and AI processes. So to top this list is Remini, which yep. um, is something that we've talked about on a previous episode. Um, it, it it does an amazing job for what it does, but mm. it is a bit jank in using it. Yeah, so Remini's whole thing um, is that it will do – well, it's not its whole thing, but one of the big things that it does is – this kind of ai upscaling upscaling, where you can take a a lower resolution image and blow it up really big and the kind of secret to how it does that is it actually um combines other high resolution images that match yours as closely as possible in this like huge composite basically so like um if you're upscaling somebody's face uh, it'll look for a nose that looks as close to the original nose as it can find to look for Mm -hmm. eyes eyebrows like hair all that sort of stuff it'll try to find a high resolution version of that and then do kind of a composite of all of those things to make something look as close to the original but higher resolution um it's really interesting and and cool i don't think i'd ever personally use it like it's (laughs) it's just like it's neat like that's a neat idea um i tested the app um quite a bit i was a little bit irritated with their upsells into like getting credits and buying new capabilities in the app i just didn't like the interface they're doing interesting stuff but i'm not sure it's for me so like check that out if you want to do test out funky upscaling um but like personally i'm like it's it's interesting but i'm not gonna use it for for sure (laughs) another thing all right what else did (laughs) one more in filters ai another thing that i won't use okay (laughs) which is ps camera photoshop camera um another adobe one um we've got a whole bunch of adobe ones here today and this one is uh you know kind of a comp competition for live filters that you'll see in you know social media apps um it's got all sorts of weird stuff where you can make yourself look like a painting or change your sky um and you can you can see these filters in real time as kind of it's it's thing uh so if you're really into filters, then it, it sounds like the Adobe version sure. of Snapchat. Meets it, yeah, Zoom. it's kind of Adobe Snapchat, but like without the actual social network part of it. Um, so yeah, if you're into that, there you go. PS camera. Moving on, <laughs> editors. Editors. Uh, yeah. So my favorite editor is Snapseed. Um, it is free. It has a very easy interface. And it's pretty powerful for what it has. The interface basically looks like a raw editor in that it has blacks, whites, highlights, shadows, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of color toning along with sharpening and exposure and that kind of thing. So it makes it really easy to kind of do the things that you need to do. And you can selectively kind of paint and draw with your finger areas. And um, I think it even has like auto masking. Um, So yeah, it, it does a... 
it does a good job. So for a free, quick photo editor, um, Snapseed, I love it. Uh, agreed. Um, I uh, have a bunch of different editors on my phone, but Snapseed is so easy to use and so powerful that I end up using it a lot, um, even with other stuff. So definitely check out Snapseed. It's free. Just just try it, right? Like, if you don't like it, oh, well, it's free. <laughs> um, in the not free and or requires Adobe account category is a whole bunch of other stuff. So th- this is a collection of, of free and not free, or at least requiring an account. Um, I'm going to start with uh, with the kind of Photoshop collection, which is uh, Photoshop Express, Photoshop Fix, and Photoshop Mix, and then Photoshop Sketch. Uh, now, Express is kind of the all-rounder. This is basically Adobe trying to bring Photoshop to the mobile world, and it's been around for a little while. It kind of does everything, but not everything super well. Um, for a particular um, extra power in the case of retouching, you'd want Photoshop Fix, which does actually, um, in my testing, surprisingly powerful retouching. Like, not necessarily on a phone. Like, you can get away with it on a phone, but if you had Fix on a tablet, you could do some legitimately impressive retouching, especially with a stylus. Um, Photoshop Mix is more for kind of like layout or compositing. Uh, does it do it as well as desktop Photoshop? No, definitely not. And it kind of leans into, again, filters a little bit too much. Fix really feels like it could be a professional tool and mix feels a little bit more like a toy, but, um, but yeah, that's what they do. If you ever, if you ever looked at all the Photoshop apps and you're like, what are these things? Um, express is all around her mix is retouching or a fix is retouching mix is layout compositing and sketch is drawing painting. So Sketch is actually the one of those that I personally use because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, if I just want to, um, if I take a photo and I want to annotate some notes on it and just draw like a circle and like arrows, uh, whether this is retouching notes or just kind of pointing out something to someone or, um, you know, there's there's all kinds of things when I was working in studios that... Um, like when we did like real print sheet proofs and the lead photographer would mark it up with a Sharpie and then give it to the editor and do that kind of thing. Um, we use this all the time to kind of annotate things. So um, that's, that's the only one of the one, even though I have an Adobe account, <laughs> I use that because it's the easiest way to just open it, pop in a photo, draw the little thing I need to overlay. Cause why does, why do I have no apps that can do that? Yep. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, Sketch is good for that stuff. Um, the other editor that I use most often is almost certainly uh, Lightroom Mobile. So I, I basically go back and forth between Snapseed and Lightroom Mobile, depending on my particular needs. Uh, it works really well. Like, it's not a replacement for the desktop, d- desktop app, but I do end up using it quite a lot. So similar to Snapseed, it does stuff a little bit differently, but you've got a whole bunch of... Um, a whole bunch of, you know, Lightroom tools, basically. It, it doesn't have everything, but it's got a lot for a phone, and the interface works pretty well. So if you want the Lightroom experience or uh, the light Lightroom experience <laughs> on your phone, then I would <laughs> check out Lightroom Mobile if you uh, have the I, Adobe account I will it. say that you are definitely more familiar with uh, mobile app editors, probably mm. because you have a better phone with a better camera. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mine is a potato quality, so I don't edit too much on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I bring a lot of my phone photos actually into desktop editing, which is like what crazy people do. Like I'm the 1% of phone 
photographers, <laughs> but um, I still do mobile editing quite a bit. And one example of this, um, which is limited, but I have used it, is uh, Adobe Rush. Now, this is Adobe's mm, video editor for mobile. I, I You see, I'm like hesitant That's about it. Right. I hesitate to recommend it because it's not very good. I think nobody really does mobile video editing that well. Um I don't have a whole lot of experience with iMovie. I, from what I understand, is is it's actually pretty good. Um, but Adobe iMovie Rush, is pretty good, yeah. except I don't have an iPhone, so there's that problem. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's that problem. I don't use an iPhone either. Um, but in my limited experience with it, it has been uh, pretty good. Adobe Rush is basically Adobe's, you know, response to mobile video editing, and it it'll it'll do stuff like you can cut you can shift things around you can well there was one there was one specific thing that like you even like got on the news or something because you were able to use adobe rush correct so um yeah so the the most notable time that i've used adobe rush uh was when i was literally fleeing a, a typhoon in japan um so i went to japan uh almost uh just a year and a half ago or so yeah and um i was caught in the worst typhoon in like 40 years or something you know of course i go there for a holiday and i get uh you know blasted with a typhoon i happen to be staying in like literally the worst hit part of the country and um like the whole city was destroyed uh the the rail system was destroyed like nobody could get in or out and um i uh myself and some lovely people from uh uh the uk and canada um and um, a couple members of my family all escaped due to a this lovely lovely uh hotel owner who drove him drove his van with us like at great personal peril through just an area destroyed by the typhoon and as we were escaping, I took the opportunity to document some of the damage. Um, it was really sad. A lot of people lost their homes. Um, many, many people, like businesses were totally destroyed. Uh, thankfully, there weren't too many, um, too many deaths. So like it wasn't, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. But I still documented some of the the tragedy as we were able to just barely escape. And um, because I wanted to... Um, I wanted to share some of what was going on because, like, nobody was getting in and out, right? So I was like, I should let people know what it's like because yeah, there were people anything. back home that knew you went there, and then they hear it on the news, and they were like, "Oh yeah, shoot, exactly." <laughs> and so I, I, I used, I actually used Rush to to cut some clips together that I had shot and um, posted them online, and then I got a bunch of news attention like hey can we use your clips can you send us this can you send us that can you do this and i was able to use adobe rush to cut stuff um for them that they particularly wanted to see and um at with very slow data rates because everybody everybody around that area was trying to contact their families and stuff um i was able to get some things out and um some of my footage appeared uh, in the news in a few different places um that i just shot on my phone and edited edited in adobe rush so uh I would like if you if you uh, need it, uh, you need it. And I was glad that I had it downloaded and ready to go, and I was able to get some. So stuff what out you're of, saying is, we all need to download Adobe Rush for when we're fleeing a typhoon, but otherwise sure. just ignore it. If you're really unlucky, then you'll need Adobe Rush <laughs> in more ways than one. But uh, for that, I can recommend it. If you're fleeing a typhoon, uh, worst in for you. There you go. go for it. 
Uh, well, uh, that sounds like it was a very difficult thing. So our next list are things that make your life easier. Yes. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that? We're getting better at our segues here, folks. Okay. Stay away from Typhoon. <laughs> That'll make your life easier. So uh, the very first thing at the top of my list is an app called Checklist. Mm-hmm. Now, um, here's the thing. I There are so many different Checklist apps um, that you'll say like, oh, what's the difference between this and any other thing? Um there's a lot of checklist apps that their purpose is when you check the thing, the thing disappears mm. and um, like, like to do lists, right? I yeah. I'm done with that item. I don't need buy groceries on my list anymore. Checklist. Um, you can set up multiple lists and you can even set up subcategories for those. Li- so you can nest multiple lists together. Um, and then when you check things, they stay there. So checklist is the app that I use to make sure everything is in my camera bag for a specific purpose. If I'm doing my triple click booth, I have one uh, list. If I'm doing a boudoir shoot, I have another list. If I'm doing a wedding, I have another list. You see where this is going. Depending, I have a list for every type of thing that is not here at the studio where I have all my stuff where I can pick up and go. So I make sure that when I leave, I have everything that I need with me because I don't need everything thing at every shoot and the worst thing in the world is to get out there and be like all right extra batteries where are they i had them in the charger and oh no <laughs> so <laughs> a memory card you can go buy a memory card real That's quick a battery you me. might be out of luck <laughs> so uh no that this one is really indispensable um and highly recommended um to make sure cool. that you have all your things um, the next one is uh, Adobe Scan, if you have the Adobe Suite. Uh, if you do not have the Adobe Suite, um, I believe this one is free Office Lens. It is free, yeah. Uh, so both of these do the exact same thing, but they use your uh, phone's camera to scan a document, mm-hmm. and then it it turns it from a like picture, and it kind of like crops it and like gives it the proper contrast ratios and everything to be a good legible readable scan so if you do not own a scanner you can this is a decent replacement yeah it's cool auto crops um it solves some perspective issues for you automatically i mean it'll like they'll even do whiteboards and stuff they're they're actually quite good um i would just like even when i have a scanner available sometimes like adobe scanner office lens are just quicker and i literally have a piece of artwork on my desk right now that i've been meaning to scan and my scanner is literally right here (laughs) and i still haven't done it so you know yep that happens helps in a pinch (laughs) helps in a pinch for sure um, all right, so the next thing on this list is a password manager. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know y- I use a password manager for those ones that have really random, like, oh, you must have 19 characters and uh, include, you know, your mother's maiden name in it. I'm like, what? This makes no sense. Um, so I use Padlock, uh, but I'm sure you, you have options yeah. as well. Yeah, so there um I just say a password manager in general because um, right now I use LastPass and I have some questions about their new ownership. Um, Not that I think that they intend anything bad. It's just like uh, I just don't like when a company is doing something really good and then they sell themselves and potentially ruin everything. So I hesitate to recommend LastPass. But basically just get a reputable password manager. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what it is as long as it's a good one. Um, there are quite a few out there. 
um, and just just pick one that works for you yep. that you like and is reviewed well. Uh, I have pretty much all of my passwords are all individual and fully randomized, which is nuts for somebody like me who, like you know, I don't like, has an account for everything. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like I don't really need to do that, but I just like to do that. I also have physical security keys that lock my password manager as well. So um, even if you had the master password for my password. Um, a manager you couldn't get in because you'd need my physical security keys as well so uh, uh, good wh- luck <laughs> the one thing <laughs> super secure lockdown <laughs> over there at fortress marlantis yes um the one thing that i will say about padlock is they do have uh, cloud support so that if your hard drive dies you don't lose all your passwords that you have to pay for i use the free version which is um it can you can back up locally and it'll make an encrypted backup so that you don't lose all of your stuff in the event of a hard drive failure yep. but um otherwise it is just local so so if I'm somewhere else, I don't pay for it out of luck. But, you know, all my passwords, I generally only need them when I'm sitting at my computer. So they're on my computer. Mm-hmm. There you go. The other thing that I should say really quick is that if you have a password manager and you are one of the people who has had, um, unfortunately, had their data leaked through some, you know, hacking on some particular website or business, um, a lot of password managers detect that now. Uh, plug into those systems yep. that look for those things and then allow you to uh, change your password basically with one click. Like it'll log into the site for you and change it for you. So if that happens and you have an account on one of those places, it can be super easy to flip your password to. As I was logging into deal. Trello, my password manager actually said, hey, you need to change your Trello password Yep, because <laughs> that's been on that thing. Speaking of which, the next app on our list, Trello. So- yeah. <laughs> So uh, Trello is a uh, project manager. You have boards, and then you have cards on those boards, and you can shuffle them around. But um, I have several different boards. I have one for this podcast that uh, so we can keep track of all our different ideas. And if there is um, an idea that needs multiple stages of effort or research, we can kind of keep track of where that one's at. Um, I have another one for kind of all my just day-to-day things. Um, I have another one that's list of things I need to buy, and I make all of my boards of, like, these are the things I need to buy at Costco. These are the things that I need to buy at Home Depot. Um, And it just kind of makes life easier. So when I'm at that place, I don't have to pull up a list of, like, oh, here are the 900 things that I need to buy. I can Mm -hmm. just look at. So um, it's kind of a project manager that, um, especially if you're collaborating, but even if just on your own, um, I have another one that's just for all my social media, YouTube things because some of those I shoot in a single day and some of them take weeks of shooting and editing uh, before they finally go live so it just kind of keeps track so nothing falls through the cracks yep this podcast is literally made with Trello Uh, Trello if you'd like to reach out for a sponsorship deal (laughs) we would be happy hashtag not sponsored but we are open to it Um, what do we got next? Uh, so kind of along the same lines, um, I don't use uh, Trello for this, but um, I use a good note app to keep track of things that I need to do or buy or whatever. And my note app of choice has bounced around, but uh, generally comes back to OneNote, um, which is a Microsoft oh, nice. property. Um, OneNote you- got me through college. Yeah, you can use OneNote for free. <laughs> um, I used it all through college. Um, I've bounced around on different stuff but i generally just come back to one note i just understand it really well and it it just kind of fits with my thought processes and uh yeah it works really well and it's generally free you can get like a 
paid one through Office 365, but you kind of don't need to. Like there are free apps for mobile devices and for um, for desktop, and you can do all sorts of fun stuff. You know, take pictures on your phone. They get integrated immediately and cross-synced with all of your notebooks and add stuff and you can even do sketching with a uh with a stylus and stuff like that it's really cool so um one note is seems, awesome it seems like the uh microsoft alternative to evernote i know a lot of people use yeah i used to use evernote a ton and um i increasingly got kind of frustrated with them and uh, moved to OneNote and never really looked back so uh definitely check it out it's one of the really good things that microsoft does i would say there you go um, the next one is Solid Explorer. It is a file manager for mm-hmm. your phone um, it, because your phone likes to hide things. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 you don't really need to know where that thing is. Don't worry, we got you. And then when you try and find it through the interface and you're like, wait, I just downloaded that photo. Where did where'd it go? And you can't find it. Well, guess what? Open up File Explorer and you'll be able to find it. Yep. Yeah, uh, Solid Explorer, um, this is a, an Android-specific one, I believe, um, unless it has changed recently. Uh, Apple... You know, it sounds like Apple would not want you doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds accurate. I know Apple is, like, more f- a little bit more friendly to an actual file manager um, on their platforms now, but for the most part, they don't really want you messing with that too much. And uh, Android, by Thanks, contrast, Apple. Has, has been cool with it forever. So there's a lot of different um, file explorers. Um, Solid Explorer is the one that... I really like um, it works great. I can even plug it into my uh, my server and copy stuff around. It works really well. Um, nice. So you can log into your like Google Drive storage with it. It's really neat to be able to copy th- things back and forth and on and off your phone with it. So definitely uh, what I use for all of those kind of needs. Awesome. I think those are kind of all the like productivity type apps. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming up next. Um, we just generally recommend that if you have some piece of gear that has an app, download that app. Yep. Yeah, these vary in quality, unfortunately, and um, <laughs> like uh, they do. It's true. Yeah, like Aperture's um, apps for like their lights and stuff can be really cool. Where like you can, you know, take a picture of a color and then replicate that on your RGB light. Like stuff like that is really cool. Some of them are less cool or kind of janky. But uh, generally... oh yeah, the light I'm using right now, it does not. The app does not work and, at all. Yeah, I, I'm using the same light, and the app works for me. It doesn't work for Ben. It's uh, also just not that great of an app in the first place so yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh no if like if you have a sony camera and the camera comes with an app because it has built-in wi-fi Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. kind of thing um read uh read the effing manual download the app Mm -hmm. and uh have those things at hand um i have an older gopro so i use the gopro app to live view um i have a drone so i use the app to you know live view the drone and be able to look at all of that stuff um we uh we also have some drone apps as well yeah so along the lines of drone apps um we've got a couple uh a couple to recommend um so one is uh, is AirMap, which um, you can do a lot of different stuff. Um, like you can plan flights, you can request clearance, um, you can kind of like see where people are flying. Uh, that's pretty cool for for those kind of uses. To help keep you out of hot water, um, we would recommend before before you fly. You fly. Yeah, before you fly, um, you got it. So I knew exactly what you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that, uh, before you fly, uh, is it a great app? 
Well, no, but it helps it's an, you. It's an okay rooms. app, but yeah. the thing it does is indispensable. So it uh, literally before you take your drone off the ground, open the app before you fly, and it will tell you if you are in restricted airspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, don't be one of those YouTubers that uh, flies their drone like illegally. an idiot and illegally, and then has a video Makes life you know later where they're bad like, for the rest. I'm of us. being sued by the FAA for. Three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Like you know, don't be uh-huh. that guy. Yeah, you think? <laughs> also, um, you know, just don't be like a drone asshole in the first place. Just follow the rules. Drones are really cool. Like, don't ruin it when for you the rest of us, please. Yeah, don't ruin it for the rest of us. So there you go. Before you fly, and air map as a companion to that. Um, and whether you are doing normal photography or landscape photography or drones, uh, we have a couple more that could be useful for mm-hmm. you. Uh, one that I use is Sunboard. So Sunboard is an app that um, I will use all the time, especially when I'm doing a consultation for a wedding client, because you can look at any location on any date and know exactly where the sun will be at any time. So I can look at... Uh, the venue and uh, say at 5 p.m. on your date uh, the sun will be peeking through that window so that would be a great opportunity if we want to go do a quick sunset shot for a couple of minutes Um, and then we can kind of build those things into the schedule because we know when the good photo ops are going to happen it's just you know whenever you're going to do any on location shoot uh, you you generally know, you know, morning, evening, where the sun's going to be, but specifically, will the sun be on the left or right side of that ridge? Um, is it going to be blocked by something? If you go to that area, you can use the app and find out. Sweet. So I used to recommend the Photographer's Ephemeris for the same thing, um, but it's actually not available on the Android store right now. It's in the middle of a rewrite as we record this, and um, it. It was really cool. It was neglected for a little while. Apparently, it's not being neglected anymore, but uh, Sunboard sounds like a great alternative in the meantime. For other weather-related <laughs> things than sun, uh, I would recommend Windy. Now, I used to be a dark sky user, and unfortunately, thanks to an Apple acquisition, they are shutting down dark sky and dark sky's Thanks, api apple. yeah thank you apple much appreciated just stomping all over the goodness for everybody else um so tell us how you really feel yeah uh <laughs> well and I, thankfully i'm not alone in this i'm not the like there was a, a large outpouring especially for their api because a lot of things use the dark sky api um, uh, and apple is being anti-competitive and shutting that down as well um, unfortunately, Windy, which is my recommendation, is not a true replacement for Dark Sky, um, but it is pretty cool. Um, tell, it tell us what it well. does. I'm still in the dark. I mean, it's, basi- <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just a fancy weather app at the, at the end of the day. But it lets you have really fine grain control over all sorts of layers of information. You can get really accurate, um, you know, like hyper-local weather reports. Um, it's basically, I mean, Dark Sky that was dark sky's thing was hyper local weather where you could get um uh predictions of what was happening like almost down to the minute and windy doesn't hit that bang on but uh it gets pretty close and in many ways it has a lot of uh functionality that dark sky did not have so um that windy is now my weather app of choice uh not a perfect replacement but you take it gets the job done yeah 
It's better than the other ones I've looked at, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have three final apps here to look at. Yep. Um, exposure Calculator. Yes, it's literally does, just it, called Exposure it, Calculator. It does what it says. That's what it is. <laughs> Done. Uh, uh, what, what else you got? <laughs> so I have a companion to the GoPro app. If you shoot with GoPros a lot, you'll have the GoPro app by default but there's a um thing recently the gopro has been doing called gopro labs where they can do all sorts of fun weird functionality like turn on my camera at 3 30 a.m and shoot a time lapse for 15 and a half minutes and then turn off and then turn back on in 12 hours and look for motion and then if you feel motion, like if the camera's moved, then shoot a video in 4K wide. Like, it's that kind of crazy programmatic stuff. Like for birds or uh, something? For whatever. Whatever you want to use for it for. Whatever, yeah. Um, so that's all controlled through QR codes that you hold up to your GoPro. The GoPro, like to the GoPro lens, the GoPro actually reads it through the camera and sets up... Um, those particular functions you can also just use it as like a quick uh change for your settings if you have particular settings that you want to use for photo for video for time lapse you can preset them in the qr code and then instead of trying to go through the menu like if your gopro is mounted somewhere for example and you like can't get behind it you just show this qr code to the gopro and it's ready to go Uh, and the app for that is called qr control it just updated to include all the recent uh, gopro lab stuff it seems like they're staying up to date with that Um, so i can recommend it qr control nice and then we have a one last final bonus app for you yeah so this is the streaming slash work from home bonus round i'm only really mentioning this because i have just been testing it like this past week and it is awesome it's called droid cam obs and basically what this does is it allows you to use your android phone as a camera for obs wirelessly now you might say that's gotta suck like the resolution's gotta be terrible compression's got to be terrible um, hey it's i be mean laggy. your phone camera is probably better than that webcam on your laptop so yes um and this works fantastically well i was floored like you can adjust all of you, you do have to pay for the extra features and to get rid of a little watermark and stuff but it's not very much i think it's a couple bucks and you can adjust its compression you can adjust the data rate you can adjust the resolution you can choose your front or rear camera on your phone uh you can do all sorts of stuff like it's it's surprisingly powerful. The quality is really good. It has like very, very like you can you can see the lag if you're really, really looking for it, especially if you edit video. Um, but you could definitely use it fully wirelessly as a camera in in a video chat and nobody would notice and the quality would be much better. So if you've um, been stuck with uh, a crappy webcam solution working from home because they're all being scalped and sold for like three hundred dollars. Uh, then check out Droid Cam OBS for a couple bucks. You might have a way better camera than what you could buy uh, for you know a hundred times that. So Droid Cam I OBS. I really wish that I would have known about that before I paid all this money for webcams. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I, I felt the same way. <laughs> Plus, you can do the roving camera thing too. So like if you're if you're uh, like True. working on a workbench and you want to have like two cameras, you want to have your your webcam and then you want to have like an overhead cam you can use this and then in obs switch back and forth like 
as part of a video call or as a stream or you know whatever so you can use it just as a second camera not even the primary camera it works great so that sounds awesome and actually the video that i should be recording tomorrow i think i'll give that a try yeah it's awesome it's awesome well worth it uh it does have uh, a plugin that you have to install with obs but you just go on the website just just google droid cam obs and you'll find it it's pretty sweet nice all right well that is our episode of all of the most useful mobile apps that you can have as a photographer we covered camera apps and editing apps and just things that make life nice so, As of early 2021. So if you're listening to this in the future and there's some amazing thing or some <laughs> company bought one of these apps and now it sucks or it sells your data... Uh, as of right now... As of January, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Ben, what are we, uh, what are we doing next, next episode? What are we doing next time? Uh, we have kind of a fun, dumb episode that I am looking forward to nothing more. We are going to do hashtag stop clickbait. By the way, if you want to just in your p- social media platform of choice, search for stop clickbait. Their posts are phenomenal. But we are going to find some of the most topical photography forum news article question blog posts what have you where they do something really stupid and clickbaity and in hopefully one word answers we're going to answer the (laughs) clickbait questions so stay tuned for that coming to you next week thank you so much for listening if you have a second and enjoyed this and uh you liked any of our recommendations please leave us a rating um the apple app store or any podcast app of your choice would be great and we will see you next time thanks for joining us next time or (laughs) what what happens when when you're listening to a thing and then there's a next time we'll interact with you on the internet next time (laughs) if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.